To make this battery work, just add water. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Imagine the Grand Canyon with barely any water flowing through it. A new report says that as the southwest becomes more arid, levels at Lake Powell on the Colorado River could be too low for water to pass through outlets in Glen Canyon Dam, something that could happen if there are two more dry winters. The current level of Lake Powell is just a quarter of its capacity and only about 45 feet above the upper outlets through which water flows to turn turbines that generate hydropower for three million people. There are smaller outlets at the bottom of the dam designed to supplement releases, but the report warns that those lower pipes have only been used when the dam first filled or for some emergencies and may not function in the long term. This plumbing problem could lead to Lake Powell becoming a dead pool, threatening water deliveries to farmers and cities including Phoenix, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and Tijuana. It would also harm the ecosystem of the Grand Canyon. The Bureau of Reclamation is currently studying options for the turbines. However, the researchers warn that the agency must act soon to put in new outlets at the bottom of Glen Canyon Dam or expand the ones already there. Rewilding is a practice that returns land to natural conditions, and according to research, when used near farms, it boosts biodiversity without reducing crop yields. Over a 10-year period, researchers studied a 2,500-acre farm in southern England where several wildlife habitats were created from land that had been unprofitable or difficult to farm. The habitats had flowers for pollinators, seeds for birds, and grasses that supported small mammals and insects, and the farm encouraged natural pest control. The researchers found that the number of species increased at the test farm and were much higher compared to others nearby without rewilded areas. The number of birds increased by one-third and butterflies doubled. And while all that was happening, crop yields were maintained and in some cases improved which was significant because they reduced the amount of farmland to create the habitats. Our appetite for electronics is generating a growing amount of waste when we toss outdated or broken devices. Some of this so-called e-waste can be recycled or repurposed, but much of it ends up in landfills where toxic compounds leach into groundwater and soils. One insidious stream of e-waste is batteries in low-power, single-use disposable tech like smart tracking labels, sensors, and medical diagnostic devices. Researchers in Switzerland wanted to replace these batteries with ones that would be non-toxic, sustainable, and biodegradable. So they made one out of paper, and to power it up, you just add water. In a typical battery, there are positively and negatively charged poles. Between the two is conductive material called an electrolyte. In their experimental battery, the team infused paper with salt and printed the positive side with graphite and the negative side with zinc. Once the paper got wet, the salt water acted as a conductor and boom, it generated almost as much voltage as a double A battery for about an hour, potentially all that's needed for many disposable items. The researchers are hopeful their batteries could be in products within the next few years. And finally, does it ever feel like there's not enough time in the day? Well, technically on June 29th, there wasn't. 
Earth's rotation was 1.59 milliseconds, shy of 24 hours, the shortest day since scientists started keeping track with atomic clocks back in the 1960s. And it wasn't a fluke. July 26th was 1.5 milliseconds shorter than the total 86,400 that make up a solar day. And it seems to be a trend. The site timeanddate.com reported that in 2020, Earth had 28 days that were less than 24 hours. So what's going on? Scientists aren't sure, but offer potential explanations. Perhaps it's from changes in the Earth's core, the moon affecting tides, or maybe earthquakes and tsunamis moving the planet's mass. Others theorize that it's because Earth isn't exactly spherical, and the North and South Poles naturally wobble in their position on the globe. According to NASA, even strong winds in El Nino years can slow the planet's spin. Still, other scientists say it could be from humans warming up the planet and causing ocean circulation patterns to change as ice caps melt and glaciers vanish. Earth's rotation has slowed if you look over geologic timescales, and so in the modern era, world timekeepers have occasionally added leap seconds to sync our clocks with the sun but officials said they won't be adding one in December 2022 as planned. And there's even some talk about removing a second for the first time ever. That prospect has tech providers like Meta, Amazon, and Microsoft clamoring to end leap seconds altogether, saying they wreak havoc on software and are responsible for numerous outages in the past. Sure, just an excuse as to why my package didn't arrive on time. That's it for This Week in Water. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you either a millisecond sooner or a millisecond later next time.